Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Survey show that listeners to talk radio are looking for good quality information and an honest host, except for this show. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on our delayed fifth anniversary show, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, something on that coming up in the show. All right, so this week, yeah, this is the uh, delayed show due to Kevin's evacuation, so uh, pipe parts, uh, nothing. We'll have, uh, it'll be uh, me and Kevin for uh, for the whole show, uh, except I'll have a quick mailbag and uh, music and uh, no rant this week again. No rant this week again, yeah. All right, quick update on me. Uh, last week ended my uh, short tenure with uh, Speccom, the publishers of Pipes and Tobacco's magazine. We came to a uh, amicable uh, conclusion that uh, me working there any longer wasn't going to be beneficial. And I wish them all the best and hope they uh, continue on successfully and hope to see uh, Pipes and Tobacco's magazine published for years and years and years. And I look forward to every issue and uh, I will uh, renew my subscription as soon as it expires. Um, other than that, uh, you will see me this weekend at the Kansas City Pipe Show at the Argosy Casino in Riverside, Missouri, or as the old-timers call it, Missouri. Uh, yes, I'll be there. I'll be there having fun and hanging out and hope to see a lot of you there as well. In the meantime, let's get the show rolling uh, as quick as we can. We've got a lot to get through, so everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining me on the phone, no, sorry, Kevin, you're not here, and you don't get to sit on my lap like you did four years ago. Uh, is uh, Kevin Godby, owner, operator, producer, director, um, chief cook and bottle wash of PipesMagazine.com. So, uh, Kevin, welcome back to the show. This is your third time now actually on the air? I think it is my third time, and uh, it's not easy getting on this show. <laughs> like, who do I have to talk to to get on this show? Yeah. So thanks for having me for the fifth anniversary show. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> A week late. Yeah, the the uh, the Irma the Irma delayed show, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's go back and just just quickly recap everybody. How did what brought you to starting up Pipes Magazine? Well, uh, back in late two thousand and eight, I sold a cigar website I had. I actually sold it for six figures, uh, like three days before Lehman Brothers collapsed. Ooh. Uh, yeah, just in time. So, and I had a non-compete. I couldn't do anything in cigars. And I thought, well, you know, hey, some time off would be nice, but then I'm going to get bored. What should I do? And one of my one of my friends said, well, don't you also smoke pipes? And I said, I do. He said, well, why don't you do a pipe website? And I did. If you actually uh, look up the registration for pipesmagazine.com, uh, it will show you that it was registered in November 08, the exact same day of the Ebor City Cigar Heritage Festival. That's when I was with my cigar friends at that, and they gave me that idea. And as soon as I got home, I registered PipesMagazine.com. Is it because they also thought you smoked that cigar funny looking, or you look strange with the cigar in your mouth? <laughs> it's, you know, it's... it's, it's uh definitely a different culture for sure um but uh yeah so i launched pipe magazine pipes magazine in uh, february 09 right around the same time this article in the wall street journal which is maybe semi-famous in the pipe community came out where they basically were saying hey pipes are on the upswing again uh 20 something in college are smoking pipes so it was kind of like right place right time got lucky Never thought it would be anything more than what we call weekend beer money in the, uh, you know, website entrepreneur circles. <clears throat> and uh, it did quite well uh, over just in the first few years that I quit doing everything else that I was doing uh, to earn a living and just did Pipes Magazine. 
And then something happened in 2012 that I'm not, that I think we've talked about before. You know, it was a dark, stormy night and a bolt of lightning struck the building. And then you had this vision of what? Well, you know, like, like a lot of entrepreneurs, um, even though Pipes Magazine was doing quite well, I got bored. I needed a new challenge. And I thought back to in the early 2000s uh, with my friend uh, John Tadora down in Miami uh, when I lived down that way. We did an online radio talk show that was more along the shock jock uh, genre. Uh, and I thought back to how much fun that was. And I thought, well, gee, maybe we should do this for Pipes Magazine. And uh, all right, tell the story real quickly of how it of, of how it came into fruition. Okay, so I got the idea. Um, now, when I from day one with Pipes Magazine, I always, even though I didn't think it would be as successful as it was, I always had the intention that it would be a business. So, same thing with the radio show. So, the first thing I did was I called a few uh, current advertisers on Pipes Magazine to get their opinion. They all loved it. And in that process, I was also asking, do you, do you know anybody that can be a good host? Because I didn't, I didn't want to be the host. My past experience with online radio was as a producer, and I wanted to continue in that vein. And talking to Sandy Porter, who has an ad agency and was uh, the ad agency for one of our advertisers at the time, uh, he said, what about Brian Levine? And that's when I did, like, the V8, hit yourself in the head, could have had a V8, said, Why? I should have thought of that. I know Brian. <laughs> It's like a pipes and tobacco walking encyclopedia, and he's funny. And, and he sucks. I, I mean, he's, not, <laughs> he's cheap. Right, that too. That's, um, but yeah, I always wanted um, Pipes Magazine itself and the radio show, even though we're hobbyist and we can get real serious and geeky about real specific nitty-gritty stuff, I always wanted to have an entertainment factor, hence that's why we have cartoons on Pipes Magazine, like Pipe Cartoons. We have Pipe Babes. Uh, and so I wanted the radio show to also, even though we definitely need to get Pipe Geeky, I also wanted it to be entertaining. So that's, the you, you fit the bill. You're <laughs> Mr. Entertainment, Pipe Encyclopedia guy. And part geeky. Uh and, Geeky for sure. Yeah, and humble too. <laughs> uh, but also good looking. And I remember when you, you know, when you first approached me about it, it was I think it was like the first part of June, and it was kind of like, okay, what do we, you know, what, what, what is this podcast stuff? Because I had no familiarity at all with iTunes or podcasting or any of that stuff and uh, then we we met in Kansas City at the pipe show and we talked about formats and there was uh, some some discussions back and forth and uh, we ended up saying okay well let's hold off and we'll start it in uh, in I think we were kind of aiming for late August and it ended up being the uh, the middle part of September if I remember yeah September 12th yeah, you actually had the suggestion that we should uh, plan and talk through the summer, and then when uh, people are back in school, like the 20-somethings in college that smoke pipes, when they're back in school, they would be more apt to be paying attention. So we decided that let's take summer break with everybody else and go back, go start work on the Pipes Magazine radio show or launch it in September, is my recollection. And that's when I spent the entire summer listening to a whole bunch of podcasts, all primarily all Disney-based, and tried to learn about it. And then uh, the first show came out. And before we start talking about the first show, let's go ahead and take a break right here and <laughs> give everybody a chance now that you've all got caught up. Now get ready for uh, some new stuff, and we'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Meet Josh. Everyone at SmokingPipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. As a previous professor of history, educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line. 
and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes, I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345. That's 1-888-366-0345. Or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, just me and Kevin Godby. And uh, so, Kevin, the first time you were on the show was the first anniversary, and you came up to North Carolina, and we had to sit really close to each other. And we decided never to do that again. Um, Yes. And then the second time you were on the show, I think you hosted the second anniversary, uh, the second anniversary episode. And, right. Um, that, uh, that's when we decided that it was a great idea that I should not be the host. Yeah, and some of the feedback that we got on that show concurred with your with uh, with your choice of not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's go. So the so as I remember the the discussion of the format went anywhere from you know Terry Gross at Fresh Air and Coffee Talk, hey, to. Uh, the kind of uh, the little bit more of a uh, edgy format than we had bef- than we have now, and including um, should we talk about the one thing that got edited out of the show ever? Yeah, and that was in the very beginning, and <laughs> yeah. it was uh, definitely at least partly my fault because I <laughs> was used to my past online radio experience where we were more like shock jock type of stuff, which you need some that doesn't really fit with the. Uh, pipe hobbyist audience but you you chose it i i fought for it and and i approved it but then i edited it out later yeah and for those that never heard it uh go on uh, youtube and it's a dallas uh dallas texas based morning team that has a character whose name is cowboy dick and uh which is you know the name short for Richard. Um, and uh, the one in particular that we played was uh, Cowboy Dick Ice Cream, where Cowboy Dick came out with a, an ice cream brand. And there was all kinds of <laughs> innuendos, including talking about the uh, some come with nuts and some don't. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you should probably leave it at that. Yeah, just go go on to go on to YouTube and search Cowboy Dick, and it's from a Dallas-based FM team. And I'll warn you right now, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> uh, but there was another uh, there was another joke also that you were kind of concerned about during the uh, introduction about the the show that's so bad. If it was a dog, it wouldn't lick yourself. It wouldn't lick itself. <laughs> I forgot about that till you just mentioned it. Yeah. So anyway, by by about that one didn't have any backlash. No, no. The only I think the you know, and we'll we'll talk about this later. And there's one other thing that we that was on the show that got some backlash, but I think I'm gonna we'll talk about it coming up. I promise. Uh, so we settled down on this original format with that has a little bit of edgy stuff in there, and uh, you know I think if I you know honestly as long as it's you know, seven or eight seconds or less. We haven't had any real complaints about anything we've done since uh, since the certain cowboy. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, re- reiterating again is like I, I've always said. Okay, we're in more than one business, and one of the businesses we're in is the entertainment business. And then you came up with the intro to the show, and that's one of the things you say in the intro. Yeah, the. Uh... <laughs> what is it? Uh, the sometimes entertaining, sometimes irreverent, but always... Oh, uh, no, sometimes educational, sometimes entertaining, or sometimes irreverent, but always entertaining. See, I can't do it yeah. without doing the whole thing. Right, uh, or a cue card. Yeah, yeah, and actually, if you think about it, I've said the word welcome about 700 times now. Yeah, at least. Um, I had a friend of mine talking about the uh, talking about how I start the show with welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, that that came that came to me as a trick to get my energy up. 
And yeah, I like it. Uh, is it Jimmy Fallon that started his show after mine, and he comes out every time and does it? Yeah, one day he's probably going to admit that he's a pipe smoker and he got the idea from you. Yeah, he, he, he's in the closet, and we'll let him out. <laughs> All right, so now, um, you know, in 200 and... 262 shows, it's about uh, 263 hours of sometimes entertaining. (laughs) Uh, That's a little bit over 11 days of nonstop audio. So if you go, if you go back to, if you go into iTunes and push play from the beginning and have it continue on, it's about 11 days. Uh, Just in, in comparison, I was doing a little bit of, uh, doing a little bit of research and right now NASA is trying to get the uh the flight to Mars. They're trying to cut it down to 15 days. <laughs> so maybe by the time they go to Mars they'll be able to listen to Pipes magazine radio shows all the way through. Yeah. And uh smoke a pipe while they're doing it. Yeah, well, uh, and, yeah, which is one of my complaints because if you look at Star Trek or on any of those future things, the only time they show pipe smoking is when they travel to the past. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, a little bit like today too. So I mean, let's go on. Some of the uh, some of the things that have obviously the things that have uh, that I wanted to celebrate mostly about the show or about the community was the variety of people. Uh, including uh, just skimming through the list. Yes, we've had a, an abundance of pipe makers. Uh, we've had some pipe makers on the show that are uh, that are no longer making pipes anymore. Uh, we've had some people that have kind of flamed out of the hobby slash industry too. But I think we've had over a hundred individual artisan pipe makers. Uh, I believe there is a representative from every pipe factory except for uh, Suge in Japan that mm-hmm. that has been on the show, although we've had a couple of people that have worked for Suge in the past. Uh, we've had Catholic priests. We've had ministers of a couple of different faiths. We've had a Buddhist monk. Uh, the One of the coolest ones was... Uh, was coach uh coach Schnellenberger which was yeah he he was with the he was a an assistant coach during the Dolphins perfect season in 72 I don't know you live in Florida yeah, with, with Don Shula and yeah. you know do you remember who I don't remember who suggested that some that was a suggestion from somebody and somehow I got his phone number and he called me back right away yeah, I mean the guy won a national championship with the University of Miami, and you know we've got him here on the show. Um, we've had one Grammy winner that I know of, uh, Dom Flemons, the uh, uh, the banjo folk musician. Has I've seen his Grammy award. He travels with it when he does presentations. Uh, yeah, you know, and the diversity of the guests we've had on uh, in the past five years also speaks to the diversity of the audience. Uh, when we were talking earlier, I was telling you, you know, I've been doing all different kinds of websites for 15, 20 years on my own for clients, whatnot, where I've always had uh, access to the data, the, the audience. And out of probably 100 websites I've been involved in, you know, approximately over the past 15, 20 years, Pipes Magazine has the most diverse audience out of any, uh, geographically, internationally, demographically, everything. It's, it's the most diverse audience I've ever seen for a website. It's, I, it was pretty amazing when I first heard, um, I'll, I'll get a little schmaltzy right now, but one of, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite emails that I got early on in the, in the first year was from a guy in... Uh, that was in the military stationed in Afghanistan, and he would and he emailed me to let him to let me know how much he appreciated the show and how he and his uh, four other pipe smoking buddies, when they could get an internet connection, would download the show 
and then he'd wait until all five of them could get together for an hour and they'd sit around their little his little uh, iPod or whatever it was and listen to the show in <laughs> out there in country while they were uh, dealing with stuff and it was a little breakaway for them. Uh, yeah, who, who needs to escape more than that than a, an American soldier in Afghanistan? Yeah, uh, I forgot where I was going with something else. Uh, but no, even just going back to the diversity of the guests we've had, I mean, we've actually had a tobacco farmer on, uh, we've had briar cutters. Yeah. It's not, it's hard to find a briar farmer cause it just kind of grows naturally. Uh, we had the, we had the guy in Turkey that actually goes to the Mearsham mines and, you know, and, and, and gets his blocks of Mearsham from there. Um, uh, We've had, we've had some interesting guests too. Uh, a, uh, a, a an actual Ringling Brothers clown. Yeah. We've had a couple Cardone, of Cardone the magician. Yeah, we had Cardone the magician. Magician. We had um, uh, Scott McClellan, the uh, circus sideshow freak. I guess is how he kind of described himself. Um. I mean, it's just a, it's an, it's an abundance of people that are, you know, besides the, besides the regular tobacco folks that are out there all the time, it's just like these, these cool, interesting groups of people. Um, I like the, we, we had, uh, we had one of the pipe babes as a guest and as the musical artist at the same time. Yeah. I forgot about Gina. Um, you rude. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I ought to go back and listen to my own show occasionally. <laughs> Although I don't have eleven days to give up to that, uh, we've we've had everywhere from uh, eighteen years old to I think the oldest guest we had was eighty four at the time of recording. Uh, I, we've had a guest on from every major continent except for Antarctica, and apparently uh, penguins don't smoke. So uh, I've tried to get them to smoke, but. They won't smoke. Uh, Let's take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more about the uh, past show and then maybe some of the uh, creative stuff and uh, a couple of secrets. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country, It's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, We've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco. Blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by CornellandDeal.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show with uh, with Kevin Godby hanging out with us, and this is the the Irma delayed uh, uh, the the Irma delayed episode. And Kevin, remind me if if I have to evacuate with you, I'm going to a different place than you go to. <laughs> yeah, it was ironic. Uh, we St. Petersburg was going to take a direct hit. It really looked like it was going to hit hard and mean, and we evacuated to Asheville, my place. And my girlfriend Lori's place never lost power ever, even though I, I already threw away everything in my refrigerator. But we lost power. We were in Asheville for seven days, and we lost power for two and a half of those days there. <laughs> so it's ironic. Yeah. So uh, talking about the um, real quickly, just going over some of the some of the interesting demographics from our from our Facebook group, which is kind of representative of all the listeners. Ninety two percent are men. And the largest proportion, uh, the largest age uh, age segment is thirty five to forty four, 
and about uh, just off of the Facebook page, about 5% are Canadian, and then the U.K. comes in second, and then Italy, Brazil, Germany, uh, Australia, Mexico, Spain. I mean, it, it's, you know, now we've got three continents covered, uh, and these are all English-speaking people that are in these countries. Uh, we get down there, and Egypt has got a small percentage so I mean, it's really cool just to see that it's all over the place. There, there are seven people from our Facebook page that are listeners of the show and are listening to this right now in Rome. I mean, <laughs> probably sitting on a sitting sidewalk side, you know, with a cup of coffee and their pipes and listening away. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting how uh, you know the, the pipe smoking uh, audience, I guess. Uh, is such a diverse audience, like I was saying before. Uh, uh, so international and global, it's it's such a small niche in general, but it's so big geographically spread out. Four people in Toledo, Ohio, so a shout-out for Toledo. We love you. Go Mud Hens. <laughs> um, so and going back to the show itself, you know, I, I don't know where the idea came up for the music, but I wanted to put some sort of music into it. And yeah, the music originally was going to be something pipe smoking related or by a pipe smoker or just a piece of music that I've found and liked. And it's uh, turned into quite a uh, quite a, a diverse list of uh, pipe smoking <laughs> of music to smoke your pipe to. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of the show. I love how you do it. And and and, and just so the listeners know. Uh, Brian is 100% of that. I, I have no input into that. He just does what he wants to do. And I love it because it's so eclectic. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm one of these varieties of spice of life kind of people. So in everything, uh, food, drink, uh, pipe tobacco, uh, and music, uh, I have extremely eclectic tastes. I don't, I can't just stick to one or two things. Um, so it's always, uh, I never know what Brian's going to choose for the music each each episode, so that's always like I'm wondering what's it going to be, what's it going to be, and then <laughs> whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It can be hard rock to classical guitar to whatever. You never know, and it's always going to be one extreme to the other, and to me, that's one of the best parts of the show. So you do know that you picked the music twice, right? Oh, I did, yeah. One of them, one of them you definitely hated. I don't know about the other one. Well, I didn't mind. I did. I didn't mind it. I just thought for the Fourth of July that Jimi Hendrix thing is overplayed, and I wanted to do Kebmo, so we played both of them. Uh, but right. the but the other time was you in a band back in. I don't know. Did you have hair back then? I did. It was, it was um, almost shoulder length in the back, but it was kind of spiky <laughs> on top. It was it was kind of inspired by Duran Duran. Um, but yeah, I had my. I was in a band, and this was, I think, the time that. I hosted the show when I interviewed uh, Leonard Wurzel from uh, FTG Lane, and the music segment was uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds, with me doing lead vocals and playing bass. <laughs> and I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't bad. The funny thing is, uh, at my wedding, which I've been divorced for a long time, not married, but way back in the, geez, I, I think it's 90s sometime, I don't know. Uh, we, we had a DJ for my wedding, and they snuck in the tape, because it was cassette tapes back then, of my band doing that, where I'm singing it. And I didn't know it was my band. I thought it was the original. <laughs> um, somebody had to tell. Has there been a piece of music that I've, that I've played that you just said, that sucked? Uh, no, but one of my favorite... Sometimes the quirky stuff is the funniest and most fun stuff. Like uh, with Leonard Nimoy recently, a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just cracked up. But it wasn't really bad. It was kind of like watching a Batman episode a little bit. <laughs> like is, the t bat TV Batman in the 70s. Is, is there a favorite piece of music that I've that I've played? You know, uh, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan always works. Yeah. Um... I don't think you've done any Pink Floyd, have you? On purpose. So that, 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 oh that, no, that's a different that's that's a different kind of pipe smoking. Yeah, yeah, that's so that's the Colorado that. smokers. <laughs> yeah, um, 
anytime, you know, I, I've loved everything. I can't remember the, the specifics, but anytime you play something uh, that's by a musician who is also a pipe smoker, and at least half the time, if not more, I didn't know prior that they were a pipe smoker. And for some reason, it makes me enjoy the music even more. <laughs> well, I can tell you the one that I absolutely hated. It was that, that heavy metal version of It's a Small World. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I thought it was vulgar, disgusting, violent, nasty, terrible, and yet I still <laughs> played it, and I heard it five or six times. <laughs> it, was, it was not my favorite at all. Uh, but yeah, I do like uh, I, I do like spending time poking around all the music and uh, trying to find all the interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know how you find all that stuff. It's called Google. It's this new thing. <laughs> it's all over the internet. You ought to try it. W W W dot. Yeah. Google. Uh, all right. So before we get to the secrets, the. Uh, I mean, one of the cool parts that I had absolutely nothing to do with is, and we we played a little bit of them recently, uh, but some of the uh, some of the comic the the comic bits that you produced and put together, and and then the uh, celebrity voices because we haven't done that for a while either. Yeah, that was a while back when I you know I was very conscious of wanting to make sure that I felt like I was making a contribution to the show. So I was like, okay, I have to do some work too. Um, Besides your music. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we came up with comedy bits. Uh, You know, I've always been a big fan of Saturday Night Live ever since it came out. When it came out in the 70s, I I probably wasn't old enough to be watching it, but I did anyway. (laughs) Back in the early days where it was Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and uh, everybody else. But uh, and and still watch it to this day. But usually I'm in bed by the time it comes on, so I watch like the bits on YouTube now. But a couple of my favorites back in the '90s was the Grumpy Old Man, Dana Carvey. I'm old and I'm not happy. So we did a Grumpy Old Man pipe smoker, uh, Mr. Subliminal, which was I think Kevin Nealon. Even though I wasn't uh, chosen to be the Pipes Magazine radio show host, so we did Mr. Subliminal doing a Middleton Cherry Blend review, which cracks me up uh and then a little more uh uh into past that was um help me with the guy's name uh you might be a redneck jeff foxworthy yes but we did you might be a pipe collector so those are a few of my favorites uh and then uh back in the early 2000s as i mentioned before when i was a producer on an online radio talk show one of the guys on the show was so good at imitating voices, especially celebrity voices. We actually called him Mr. Voice on the show. <laughs> I reached out to him and we got him to do several voices like Jack Nicholson, Captain Kirk, uh, Sean Connery, and I think a few others where they were talking about the Pipes Magazine radio show. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun, you know, getting to be creative. Hi, this is James Earl Jones, and you're listening to a very, very fine program called The Pipes Magazine Radio Show. I hope you enjoy it. And then one of my favorite ones, and uh, you know, I, I know you, I know you miss him dearly, is uh, is your friend Dave McKay that helped us out at the beginning and even gave us the uh, the the Rocky Balboa impersonation that uh, or celebrity spot that we use. Yeah, Dave uh, was a friend of mine that I I met because he lived in the same condo building as me. He he, he passed uh, a year ago in August. But he was uh, kind of a local celebrity here. He was the uh, drive time, uh, well, DJ, they used to call it. Now it's uh, personality. He was the drive time personality on the uh, Tampa Bay uh, country station. And uh, But basically in the morning, drive time, it's not so much music. It's more of talk show format and bits and uh, funny call-in games and things like that. And <laughs> uh, we, we met here and started hanging out. He actually had smoked a pipe in the past, but he uh, wasn't really doing it at the time. But because of me, he started smoking a pipe again. I even gave him uh, a pipe, and I forgot about this. Like one day he told me, hey, yeah, the pipe that you gave me. And I said, what pipe was that? He said, it's this, it's this Kamoi pipe. I'm like, 
I gave you a Kamoi pipe. I must really like you. <laughs> or I was drunk or something. I don't know. Or both. But we would hang out. Uh, and I, I got to go to the radio station a couple times with him and meet all these other uh, DJs that people would be asking for autographs and whatnot. But um, he, he would, since he was morning, he's up at 3 a.m. He's on the air at 5 a.m. And he's over at Grazzi, Grazzi Italian Grill, across the street, at like 4.30 ordering dinner because he's got to be in bed by 9 to be up at 3. That's your uh, schedule. Over there. Yeah, I know. Kind of. <laughs> it is. Sometimes it is. Um, but he would be putting together notes and ideas for the next morning's show. And then sometimes we'd, I'd go eat early with him. We'd come back here and have a drink. Um, and one time I said, well, hey, can you do me a favor and listen to the Pipes Magazine radio show and let me know what you think? Wait, wait a second, wait and, a second, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. You had the nerve to have the morning drive time host of the number one or two rated station in the Tampa Bay area who'd been in radio for, what, 30 years at that point? Oh, oh yes, whole life, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Listen to this. Yes. Okay. But it wasn't until we were uh, like a cup, uh, maybe a year or two in. Oh, okay. So and, and maybe a drink or two. It was in. a little better. Yeah. <laughs> so it was better. So yeah. So he actually uh, did give us a couple of pointers, and then I was letting him listen to some of the celebrity, you know, the the uh, celebrity voices uh, that we had recorded, and he was like, "Why didn't you ask me? I do a celebrity voice." <laughs> so on the fly in his condo right there, took out my phone and just recorded him doing one. And it was, since it was on the fly, it was actually better. Hey, how you doing? I sliced along here. Don't be stupid and tune into some other radio show to tell you about tobacco and smoke this and smoke that. Uh, talk to the Pipes Tobacco Radio Show. What is it called again? Pipes Magazine. Pipes Magazine Radio Show. That's what I listen to all the time, but I just can't remember it. That's all. And he also did one of his uh, his uh, celebrity guest spots for us, too. Hey, this is Dave McKay from 99.5 WQIK, Tampa Bay's country station, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes. And his his comments were, it sounded pretty good for, it sounded really good for what it was, or something to the, it was, uh, it was a very nice compliment to say we weren't quite um, broadcast ready, but we sounded good, and there was a couple of, Piece of pieces of advice that I've actually uh, made sure and were used in there, and, they're, and we're still doing them today. Yeah, like uh, in the beginning of the show, when you in the very beginning, when you say, "Hey, here's what I did this week," blah blah blah, kind of um, making it more personal, talking a little bit about yourself. Uh, we got that from Dave. Yeah, the Lord knows it's not my ego, although I do like talking <laughs> about myself, um, and I'm the leading expert on me. Uh, <laughs> Yes, so we got all that, and then and then there's then there's the commercials, and there's two that have kind of gotten a cult following as favorites. Um, uh, one is the uh, smoking pipes, uh, Aaron, who ships pipes, but it says it so fast it might sound like a different delivery method. <laughs> right. Um, and and even uh you know several of the listeners have picked up on that and uh, i guess you and i play with each other every time that one makes it into the rotation about yeah do you do you remember how that initially came up what wasn't it a, it was on the first anniversary show or something like that when some right. listener right. wrote in about it yeah for the first anniversary show leading up to it you asked people to write in about their favorite parts of the show and i forget who it was but somebody wrote in saying, well, one of my favorite parts of the show is not actually the show. It's one of the ads. And it's where Smoking Pipes had this series where they're personalizing it. You know, they're picking different people in different departments, and they get introduced, and they talk. And at the end of it, Aaron says, I don't just ship, S-H-I-P, ship pipes. I smoke them, too. And he said it sounded like, I don't just shit pipes, like poop pipes. <laughs> so every time that one airs, just so the listeners know, I send a text to Brian something along those lines about and and it, it may be a slightly different delivery method of it. Um, right. <laughs> we can't get into the details on that, but sometimes, you know, there's always the little boy inside that has to 
do the little boy jokes. And four years later, I'm still sending that text to Brian. Here we are in the middle of our life, and uh, you know, you make one little comment like that, and all of a sudden, it's all about boogers and poo poo. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the other one that uh, caused quite a stir was the uh, was the telenovela or the the miniseries, and I'll play it for you here now. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Mmm, si, si, ooh, and burning in such a firm, strong, vulcanite stem and large, manly bowl. Do you mind if I try? I just love the feel of Grande Briar in my mouth, don't you? Uh, sure. Oh, signore, this truly is molto dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth, washing over my ravenous taste buds as they slowly caress together and slide down my throat. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you almost see them, signore? Those beautiful and delicious flavors all rolling around together in their silky smooth bed of rich burly and Virginia tobacco, each playfully trying to dominate the other as they commingle and caress each other in a battle to bring complete joy to all of your senses. First, the warm, sticky caramel is on top, pushed over and held down by the sweet, rich vanilla trying to show her who is boss. Finally, the dripping warm honey comes in and flows all over both of them, mixing her sweet nectar into the rich, deep flavors. Now all of them are laughing as they collapse onto the silky sheets of ribbon-cut leaf and melt together into a delectable pool to team up and bring such sweet and tasty pleasure to your mouth. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. And, signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Tongues aren't for biting now, are they? Although, <laughs> grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Satleff Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Malta Dolce blend in public. Please use product at your own risk as you may become a target for sudden, unexpected, unwarranted, and often seductive, dark, and feminine attention, although Italian is not guaranteed, especially when smoking in close quarters. Use of product may result in the sudden loss or theft of any smoking paraphernalia holding the burning mixture at the time and is not limited to pipes made of briar, clay, or mershauer in your person at the time of smoking incident. Liability for the loss of property is solely the risk of user, and customers of Malta Dolce will hold the company harmless for any loss of property, unwanted advances on their person, inappropriate touching of any part of their body, or other such consequences resulting from the proper use of Multidolci. <laughs> That's it. That's the three-minute, full-length, full-innuendo version of the Sutliff Multidolce ad, and uh, we won't even charge Sutliff for playing that again because it's probably going to do more harm than good. Right, and, and we're not sure. We can't mention any details, but somebody might have got fired over that <laughs> eventually. It didn't help. Um <laughs> And then I'm the one that edited down the uh, the version that was heard afterwards for that you know cut like a minute and forty seconds off of it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we pull the uh, should we pull the curtain back on a couple of secrets for them? Maybe at least one. I'm not sure about the other one. Well, I'm going to do both, and if you want to edit it, good luck. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, you can edit it afterwards. Darn. Uh, secret number one is I am the actual announcer voice. Uh, no, we've never had a separate announcer. I know it's a shock to everybody, but uh, 
Now that those those jokes at the beginning, uh, uh, Kevin, you've helped with some of them, but most of them are just my demented mind, and that's my voice modulated and tweaked, and it's always been that way, and uh, and it's also ruined yep. Ozzy Osbourne for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've helped with uh, maybe three or four out of two hundred and sixty-three jokes. Yeah, those, well, there's only about ten that were actually funny, but. Um, <laughs> the rest of them were there. Um, and then the the other secret that I'm sure is not too secret, and we won't try to fake it anymore, is... Um, but the show's never actually been live. It's always been pre-recorded and sometimes edited, although there's a couple of shows where it got really close to live. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, the bandwidth is just a nightmare and with all the different sounds and everything going on and wanting to make everybody comfortable and sound good. It's always been completely pre-recorded, and I've purposely left mistakes in and even put some noises in to make it sound live. <laughs> yeah. You know, part of that though is, um, uh, so technically that makes it a podcast because it's pre-recorded and it's broadcast, so to speak on the internet. But, from day one, I always wanted it to be produced as if it sounded like you were listening to your radio in your car of a live broadcast. And I think we've done a great job of achieving that because just about any podcast, you can tell it's a podcast. There's a sound of a podcast. Uh, we don't sound like a podcast. Well, and I also I, I also wanted it to be the nineteen yeah the late nineteen forties the war's over and you're sitting in front of your radio at night in your easy chair and you turn on your favorite radio program and that's yeah that's why I've had some of those old radio ads in and stuff like that because I like yeah. that that I like that idea of being able to go back to that time when you know you get home the dog comes and runs up gives you the paper the wife gives you your slippers and you get your pipe and you sit down and. You know, all is right with the world except for nuclear wars and all that other stuff pending. But um, yeah, that sounds like today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like reenacting that right now. Yeah. The whole thing you just described. Yeah, so there you go. Um, the other thing that I just want to briefly mention uh, is, of course, we uh, I've been highly resistant to change, and that's probably because I want to keep I personally want to keep the format and the style the same. Um, however, uh, there's going to be some slight little variations and change coming up in the next year or so. Just uh, nothing, nothing dramatic. No, we're not. Uh, we're we're not uh, bringing in a, a background vocal group and turning it into the harmony hour. But uh, yeah, we'll still keep it the same comfortable uh, or un the same uncomfortable or the same high quality or the same low quality, whichever you think. Uh, the same format and the same style is, uh, but we'll uh, we got some new things coming up, and I and I think they'll yeah. be fun. Um, yeah, so this was kind of a show about the show. Yeah, uh, you know, we're every, allowed the fifth anniversary. Yeah, and in and in five years we'll do it again. Because that's about as long as I can stand talking to you. <laughs> um, and with that, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. Yes, you get them. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? The best part is there's no wrong answer. Yeah. All right, what is your favorite pipe? Um, Style-wise, definitely uh, straight billiards. Uh, because I, I like the classic look, like, if you look at photos of Bing Crosby, Clark Gable, Cary Grant, I just think they look super sharp. Um, Brand-wise, uh, Dunhill and Kamoy, and then the occasional uh, old uh, K. Woody classic straight billiard as well. And what is, your, what is your favorite tobacco? Uh, English blends, uh, for the most part, Balkan, uh, but but still some Virginias and Virginia Periques, uh, specifically a few up the top of my head, um, Seattle Pipe Club, Mississippi River, uh, GLP's Quiet Nights, Balkan Sassini, Frog Morton. Well, that's Plus plenty. Yeah. And, and now for mm -hmm. most for most people, this would not be the hardest question, but for you this is 
probably going to be the hardest question. I mean, this is like, you know, I don't know. You know, for most of us pipe guys that have hundreds of pipes, it's hard to pick out a favorite. Well, for you, Kevin, this is your tough question. What is your favorite drink? <laughs> and all of um, them is not an answer. Yeah, well, it could be, but since I can't use that. Um, well, gin martinis definitely are what I drink the most uh, before and during uh, a meal. You know, there's some wine in there with the meal, too. Uh, but with a pipe, it, it definitely, in my mind, it has to be something brown. So usually scotch with a pipe, um, sometimes rum. And in the morning, it's uh, cafe con leche. And that's with a pipe. And then and then drink-wise, so gin martinis without a pipe, scotch with a pipe, and cafe con leche with a pipe. And then Sunday morning, without a pipe, is the mandatory strong spicy bloody beer. Are you done? Because, you know, the show's only an hour. <laughs> uh, that was a short version. Yeah. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Uh, during the day, while smoking a pipe, it's, it's reading. It's either a book or the Wall Street Journal, and in the evening it's music. And the last question is, do you have a particularly favorite pipe-smoking-related memory that we haven't talked about? And probably, how about one that doesn't involve me? <laughs> okay, can I have three? A? Okay, yeah, sure, it's your show, you own it. <laughs> okay, so first one, the first time I went to the Chicago Pipe Show was in 2009, and I was blown away by how big it was which I think everybody experiences that at their first Chicago show. Um, but what's an even more uh, enduring memory is how much sharing was going on. So, so I show up there with these, with some really nice Dunhill pipes that I actually bought to bring to the show. So I'm like, I can't show up with these crappy pipes. So I got to buy some Dunhills, <laughs> but all the sharing of tobaccos and as are sharing I discovered English Latakia tobaccos and was like, wow, this tastes so good and it doesn't burn the heck out of my mouth. And then one guy just gave me a tin of Frog Morton. <laughs> and it was like, ta-da! And you see like rainbows and angels and stuff. It was amazing. <laughs> but just the, the, just the generosity and the sharing and the camaraderie, I was just blown away. Uh the next one was when I interviewed Michael Gladys, who's one of the actors from uh, the award-winning TV show Mad Men, where they actually smoked, he smoked a pipe for real on the show, and he smokes a pipe in real life. And I got to interview him on video in New York City while each of us smoked a pipe the whole time we were filming. That was great. Uh, and then in 2010, Sykes Wolford, the uh, founder and CEO of SmokingPipes.com, invited me to go to Denmark with him uh, for a week or so, and we visited uh, pipe makers. I got to see these guys making pipes right in front of me. And we also visited two of the largest uh, pipe tobacco factories, MacBaron and Orlick. And that was just, I was just blown away. It was amazing. All right. And you know what? I'll throw, in a, uh, I'll throw in a fourth one that includes you. Oh, God. When I first met you, we were at the 2010 Chicago Pipe Show, and along with Sykes, we, we sorted through a little over 600 pipes from the Aaron Spelling Estate. And half the people that I said Aaron Spelling to that gave me a blank stare, I had to say... Um, love Boat. Shoot. <laughs> no, love Boat, but shoot, now I forgot to say his daughter's name. Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling's father. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That was right. a lot of fun. Well, there you go, and I'm pretty sure uh, you will agree with me on, uh, you know, the, the best part of the show is you know, the guests are great, but it's really the, the feedback and the response from all the listeners over the years. And, you know, and how many people actually look forward to listening to this every week for some reason? Yeah. Along those lines, I recall... Uh, I haven't been to a Chicago show uh, the last the last two, but the last one I was at, I actually witnessed people coming up to you asking you for your autograph. I don't know if you paid them in advance or they were really doing that. 
but they probably were. They gave me a Sharpie and wanted me to autograph the podcast, so the the screen on their phone is permanently. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, hey, it, it's an it's an honor, and uh, you know, what, Kevin, it's been fun. So uh, let let's let's recap the next five years in uh, ten years if we're uh, so September of twenty twenty two. Are you available? I'll put it on my calendar. I'll have my people call your people. And we'll be back in just a minute. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic Cashmere, the sultry Licoricea, and the striking Archibaldino Red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. This is Internet Radio. And welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Um, You know, if you want to get a hold of Kevin, go on to PipesMagazine.com and post something. Post something really funny. Post something, something kind of obnoxious. Um, all right, anyway, uh, I think I've played this before, but it's called All Aboard, and it's from Muddy Waters, and it's the other song that I think would be a perfectly good theme song for this show if I were to ever change. All Aboard! Meet on Frisco Take my baby away Meet on Frisco Take my baby away Hoping and trusting she come back home someday. What make people just don't understand? What make people just don't understand? She gone away and left me, left me for another man. Great Muddy Waters, a uh, resident uh, born and raised in uh, right here in North Carolina. Love me some Muddy Waters. 
Oh, boy, we've got a message. In the mailbag, we have Casey Ghost writing, It was a good show. I thought the guy who said people start with bent pipes and then switch to straight ones was wrong. How a pipe appears to your eye is very important, and this perception just doesn't change. I was a bent pipe guy 45 years ago and am still one today. People do change their flavor profiles, however. Uh, he also says, I can, I'm continued, I continue to be amazed how you keep coming up with carvers I haven't heard of. When you said Jason was one of the winners, I was flabbergasted, and I was the one who paid these guys. I had to go back to the July 2016 newsletter to see if it was true. The contest is something more carvers should be interested in. Last, week, uh, last year, we paid $930 per winning pipe. And if you don't win, you get your pipe back. Jason is smart to work on other woods that are cheaper than Briar. Anything to uh, hold the learning curve costs down. Yeah, and I think in uh, Jason's part, it also keeps the creativity up. Uh, TM, TM Gauze 51, TMGAUS 51 said, Great call on the rabbit air. I've had one even before I started smoking pipes. Works wonders for a New York City apartment. Yeah, glad to hear that. Uh, one one rabbit air in a New York City apartment would cover the entire apartment. Uh, Dino said, Ooh, two shows in one week. I listened to the rebroadcast of the second Neil Rohn conversation, and it was well worth hearing it again. The show with Jason Thompson was also a terrific one. Jason was both congenial and interesting, and he does very nice work as a burgeoning pipe maker. I love the Newsboys song. Uh, and then uh, Dino quotes some Hebrew in there and goes on to say a nice Jewish boy who digs Christian rock Brian I salute your eclectic tastes <laughs> yeah I think we've covered that this week um, also uh, almost all my first pipes were straight however my favorite shapes are the author and the bent bulldog and variations of those shapes thanks for two fun shows uh, you are welcome, Dino. If you have any comments or questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on uh, pipesmagazine.com. You can follow me on Facebook. I'll f accept your friend request if you're in it, as long as you're not a woman that wants to show me a new website to go to. Uh, I'll gladly accept your friend request. And while you're there, follow the Pipes Magazine radio show page on Facebook as well. And in just a moment, instead of rant time, just a quick little message. We'll change up the ending of the show and not have the usual music. I got a special little song for uh, anniversaries and stuff like that that I like to play. But uh, before we go, I just wanted to say once again, thank you to all of you, the listeners. You know what, really, without, without you folks listening and commenting and uh, tweeting or doing whatever you do, uh, five years of this show would have never happened. You know, yeah, the, the sponsors help pay the bills and help make it go on, but, you know, really it is. It's you, the listeners, that keep it going, keep me going, keep, uh, keep Kevin and I going on uh, keeping it strong. And now with my... Uh, upcoming uh, free time i'm looking forward and i'm excited about some of the fun things that we're going to get to do with the radio show and with uh with you the listeners so looking forward to another five years and once again uh, from both me and kevin thank you very much for uh listening to the show and uh enjoying the show hopefully and until next time memory of sentimental verse nothing in my purse and chuckles when the preacher said for better or for worse how lovely it was thanks for the memory of Schubert serenade little things of jade and traffic jams and anagrams and bills we never paid. How lovely it was. We who could laugh over big things were parted by only a slight thing. How 
wonder if we did the right thing. Oh, well, that's life, I guess. I love your dress. Do you? It's pretty. Thanks for the memory of faults that you forgave, rainbows on a wave. And stockings in the basin when a fellow needs a shave. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for the memory of tinkling temple bells, alma mater yell. And Cuban rum and towels from the very best hotels. Oh, how lovely it was. Thanks for the memory of cushions on the floor, hashed with dinty more. That pair of gay pajamas that you bought and never wore. <laughs> Say, by the way, whatever became of those pajamas? Huh? Huh? We said goodbye with a highball. Then I got as high as a steeple. Did you? But we were intelligent people. No tears, no fuss. Hooray for us. Strictly on for a new. Darling, how are you? And how are all those little dreams that never did come true? Awfully glad I met you. Cheerio, toodaloo. Thank you. Thank you so much. On tonight's program, the part of Kevin Gobby was played by Annette Funicello. Celebrity voices are impersonated.